Hello, everyone. This is Hello, everyone. This is Premier Chess CEO, National Master Evan Rabin. I am very excited to be here on a special 196th edition of the Premier Chess Podcast. I am here with David Lazarus, who is a great uh, chess coach, and we are actually in Parsippany, uh, New Jersey, for the Amateur Team East. Um, last year, it was uh, virtual, so I actually skipped it. Um, I have actually played this tournament myself every year since 2003, uh, with the exception of now three years. One year I was uh, actually in Israel at the time, studying at Tel Aviv University. Uh, another year I was actually traveling with my friend Matt Solon in Europe for a couple of weeks at the time. But um, really, it's just so great to be uh, back here. Last year was off. And, uh, you know, David, uh, so, yeah, just a little bit of an introduction about David yeah. first. Well, first. Um, he was, uh, yeah, like a chess teacher for many years. Uh, he currently does a lot of chess teaching in Milburn uh, in Short Hills uh, in New Jersey. Uh, but uh, he has also served as a freelance reporter and uh, a software developer for many years, working with some big companies uh, like Toys R Us uh, and Digital Equipment Corporation and others. And uh, recently he's retired and has been... Uh, you know, really doing his full passion of chess. I'm retired, but busier than ever. And I'm, I, I mean, I never thought that chess teaching could be what it's become for me. I played in my first U.S. team tournament in 1979. Wow. A very famous one where there was a major blizzard of wow. in Cherry Hill. And, and most of the fifth round games got canceled because people couldn't even get there. Wow. But, uh, it was, it, unless you stayed at the hotel, you weren't going to play on that Monday wow. morning because uh, it was pretty hard to get there. But yeah, I, um, I, I've had, I've had a lot of lives, um, bunched into one, but my chess life actually, um, was pretty much went on hold for a long time while I concentrated on bringing up my two daughters and mm. making enough money, trying to make enough money to send them to college and chess just didn't really, it, it just to play at my level, like, you know, I was trying to get to be a master, which I never got to, mm -hmm. you know, you know how hard it is to, to, that everybody is so good up at that level. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, 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 I won't, I, I, um, I won't regret a thing. I mean, everything is working out great. Um, I, I owe so much to uh, a friend, a life master named Scott Massey, mm -hmm. who's, um, who got me? Who, who taught me how to play back in 1972? I'm wow. pretty, I'm pretty old. I, I, my actually on my 16th birthday, September 1st, 1972. So I have to ask one kind of yeah, curious go, question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, our mutual friend, Dr. Richard Lewis, has been on the podcast. He's yes. also uh, one of our great yes. instructors. He manages our program at Pelham Prep Academy and uh, the Bronx uh, program at Who Not uh, Children's Library in in, in uh, New Rochelle and a couple others. Um, how long have you known uh, Richard Lewis? Well, Dr. And, uh, Lewis, Dr. Lewis was my dentist. He's, he's, a, he's an amazing dentist. We also knew each other from the Westfield Chess Club back in the late 70s when Dr. Lewis, um, he was, every, I, you know, everybody just called him Doc. He was the man. He's just one of the people that I, I mean, he's, he's a wonderful, wonderful person. I've known him for you know, over 40 years. I wish he had been able to come today, this weekend. I'm still holding out hope he comes tomorrow. Mm. But, you know, 
he's part of why this tournament is one of the great, and you know, it's one of the great tournaments. It's the one tournament of the year where there's no money. Right. It's just people are playing for and and and, and you get and and for one, I, I look, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, yeah, Dr. Lewis actually mentioned that uh, you know he, he he was unfortunately unable to come, uh, basically. But uh, yeah, he, he's a great guy. He's the doc. You know, uh, my good friend Jakob Norwitz, who we were actually just right, talking to, yes, yeah. uh, you know, learned with him, uh, right, as he, well as Michael Krugliak, who actually also, right. uh, you know, uh, teaches for us uh, in New Jersey. Um, but uh, it's just, and, and I want to say, like, a couple of weeks ago, he just literally astonished me. And we'll get back to talking about yourself, of course. But yeah, his stories uh, are... His... I, but I just want to say, it was the first day of the program at Pelham Prep in the Bronx. I meant to actually get there right on time, but I got there like a few minutes later and like, I was expecting them to like say hello, like kind of introduction, but like literally five minutes in, he was like already talking about the fried liver. And I was just like, this is nuts. And I even told the teacher, I was like, the teacher was like, this is awesome. (laughs) You know, I I was expecting like, you know, typical introductions. And he was like knee deep into his lesson, like literally five minutes into the class. He's a natural teacher, you know, and uh, they they were just soaking it all in. He connects with people so well. But, um, you know, I think I learned I learned a lot from you. You know, I I, I follow your career and and what you do. And I'm I'm clearly not in the same space at all. I'm Mm. I'm, you know, but. um, Chess is um, something that I've evolved into it over. I've I've been doing it now six years and um, the probably the most important change that I had was one of my students um, told me about Lee Chess and that basically Hmm. that became, uh, I mean, it was a combination of the two things. He was a, he was a student who lived out of my driving area. Hmm. So I had to learn how to teach remotely hmm. and I thought I was going to teach him through chess.com. And, um, and he, he said, Oh, I, I have all my studies. And I said, what's a study, you know? And then, and then all of a sudden I became, I became, I realized that Lee chess was just fantastic. Cause you know, it's, it's oh, I agree. It's free. It's yeah. free and democratic. You know, it's, you know, no, no matter if you're a patron or, or, or someone who everybody's treated has all the full features and for teaching, there's just nothing like it. So, the combination of that plus the pandemic of having already having the already having the tools in place to teach remotely. Mm. And, and I've just I've, I've gone through stages of just getting better and better with Lee Chess. It's going to be like three year anniversary mm. coming up. And I I have five have 500 studies and, and counting. They keep going up and every student of mine is gets you know, three or four. And yeah, I want to say the studies are a great resource. You know, I have many, you know, one for like my old games, one mm-hmm. for my more recent games, uh, many different students, was, you know, I have a, a study uh, for them. Um, and, and, and it's a great resource. Uh, we use Lee Chess and Zoom for most of our virtual classes. Right. Um, we have so. our, uh, you know, current uh, winter 22 uh, classes, uh, actually uh, seven classes for kids. Uh, four for adults and one for seniors. Um, and yeah, we use actually a combination of Lee Chess and Zoom. And uh, it's a great, uh, you know, resource, uh, of course. So um, before I actually get into, you know, questions about your chess teaching and chess career, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your you know, programming career uh, at Toys R Us and others. Um, we've actually had many great programmers 
uh, on the podcast. I would, um, I would never use great to uh, great with programming for me. I, I I programmed. I I actually another great chess player who's my who's my teacher right now who's, who teaches me and my mentor Steve Stoiko mm. was the person who back in 1980 told me I was kind of uh, languishing after college, not really knowing where I wanted to go with my journalism degree. And he said, he, he said, why don't you, why don't you go on computers? They're just, they're, they, they need people. And uh, all you have to do is tell me to play chess. You know, <laughs> no, they, so I, that's, that's how I got my career started. And, uh, you know, it, it was a, a, you know, 35 year career, but I, I must say that computers and chess were rarely done at the same time. I, I had, a, I had a, I had a really good chess career where where I was moving up but then I I, mm. I, I, was, I was moving up quickly I was well let me ask you how has chess helped you as, as a programmer oh it's 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 pretty much um, well it helped it helped open a lot of doors because you know you have you always had it on your resume and at least at least two job interviews well one job interview especially uh, the guy the guy the guy was like he, he was talking more about chess than he was talking about the job. And he hmm. basically hired me on almost on, on site. And then he just, he, and I had a very similar experience actually. Um, you know, I was in tech. I worked at Oracle and rapid seven, uh, not a technical person like yourself. I was in sales kind of like I do now, but, um, yeah, my final interview with rapid seven, a data security company, uh, you know, my soon to be director, John, you know, only asked me about chess. So national master right on my resume. Yeah. Right. And that's what we talked about. Uh, but but how about like in the job itself, um, you know, in terms of problem solving or QA or whatever it is, like, would you say there was ever a time where you would say your chess uh, skills helped you like, I, on the well, job? Well, I wish I could say, I wish I could say yes, but, um, you know, programming, I think, I think programming, one of, one of the things that I learned about programming is once you get something that works, you basically take that shell and just keep using it over and over again mm. and, and change, change it. Um, you know, um, I would say I didn't have, I, I only had about a 10th of the passion of in programming that I have for teaching chess. I, it huh. was, but I knew it was a good means to an end. It, it made me enough money to get through the bulk of my life, you know, mm. where I, I made enough money and, um, and then, you know, at 60, they basically took our group and, and, um, and, and they, they you know, they, they outsourced us. So I, I, at 60 years old, I'm, I'm like, I'm too old. I'm too, I'm too young to retire, but too old to get hired. That's, that's, mm. the, that's the saying you say that, you know, that, that age, that age group, I would say from 56, on if you if you if you lose a job in that time frame you are you're not you're not gonna you're not you're not exactly on everybody's wish list to well you know, look when one door closes another one well, opens ama amazing right? so, you know amazing yeah. how um how you know scott my friend scott he just he, he was he told me there was a there was a there was a really great elementary school in short hills named deerfield which is um he said, it, it, the, the, the job's open. I'll, I'll give you a good, you know, I'll teach you how to teach, you know? Mm -hmm. So we I went, I spent a summer with him. Like he, he did a library program in Melbourne and he, I, I, he taught me how to teach. And, and he, he basically also had a, he said, 
you got to play different openings. You can't, you can't, you can't teach kids. You can't play the French with black because because hmm. you got to play E five. Well, you got you got you, you, you got to be sharp. You can't play the English. You can't play the English. You got to play E four. So I, I basically I basically had to re relearn relearn a lot of my chess because hmm. I I when when I was playing chess and being successful. Um, one of the reasons why I, I, I got really, really good at, I, I was, I was a really tough French player. Um, I had some great, I had some great victories over people much better than me and draw a lot of draws. And I was, I was a tough customer. People, people, um, started to avoid, they, they played D4 against me huh. <laughs> and I played E6 and then they wouldn't play, they, they'd almost play E4, but they wouldn't. <laughs> and then, um, I wound up playing a lot of Dutchess. <laughs> And like Korsnoy, hmm. my hero, you know. And well, it's interesting the main for chess opening, right? The French, the Dutch, you know, et cetera. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, thank, you know, thank this guy, you know, obviously you got your, your start in teaching chess. And um, I thought I'd mention actually that one of our previous guests, uh, my good friend and mentor, Rabbi Levy Welton, uh, one thing that, you know, he, he has actually shared with me is, you know, the best type of charity actually, and the best test that you could actually do is, uh, you know, basically helping someone get a job, right? So he yeah, kind of had you, you know, reinvent the wheel that's, and, that's right. and, and do chats. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think that is, uh, you know, like worthwhile uh, knowing. Um, so in terms of, you know, chess teaching, uh, you've been at it for, you know, a while now. Well, let me, let me um, start, let me yeah. start with, um, within my first year, I wasn't even doing it a year. And I was, I went over to Westfield, they do Sunday tournaments. And I said, I gave up my services because you hardly got paid anything. You just got a little honorarium. And, but in April, this is, I'm, I'm doing this less than a year. In April of 2017, I meet, I meet the guy who I won't mention his name, but he, he was the uh, U.S. head of Maccabea. And, oh, wow. and he was, he was playing chess that Sunday. And he was, he said, I need, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a coach for the Maccabea games in this summer in Israel. So with, with no, and I said, homina, 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 you know, wow, this is amazing. Hmm. Uh, and we didn't, you know, after doing a little background check and everything else, I, I checked the boxes and um, I was off to Israel and it was just unbelievable. It was unbelievable three weeks. And I got to coach the team and, you know, some well-known, well, at least one well-known player, the best player is a, he's a senior master in New York. You, you know who he is, but I'm wearing, we don't have to mention, but um but yeah, it was it was a, it was an amazing experience. So tell us more about you know te uh, coaching in Israel. Yeah, well, uh, well here you know you have um, here I am. I'm basically a new teacher, and I'm really I'm I'm, I'm I don't really know. I'm I'm not that good. I'm I'm not as good as I am now. Like nowhere near, and as a chess player too. But so the the team they had was they had a, a couple of masters who are who are better than me, obviously, and and. Um, they um so it really wasn't like no one's going to really listen you know it's basically no one's going to really listen to the coach you know he's <laughs> i was just there to kind of make sure they got to the games they got to where they had to get to but it was a great it was just an absolutely incredible thing um i i won't totally write off 2022 that they they pushed it back a year because of everything got pushed back because the olympics were mm. last summer so they're always the year after the olympics but it was an amazing thing. I met, made a lot of great contacts, met a lot of great people. And, um, 
you know, um, the real the real teaching that, that it's been an amazing couple of years that um, just it, it, it's something that I I I got to tell you, Evan, um, so much of I, I don't like just like in your business, you you probably don't even have to go out and get a lot of business because it's word of mouth. Somebody says, wow, Premier Premier did is, is amazing. So, you know, and, I, I, and that's what happened with me. I'm, I'm, I'm getting I get I get I get these people, these, these students, these parents will say, oh, could you teach my my, my nephew who really wants. And so they I just. I, I almost have to. I, I, at some point, I'm just going to have to say no because I, I have I have such a packed schedule. So you know, look, I I would actually mention actually, you know, look, word, word of mouth is, is great. Um, of course, we do get word of mouth. Uh, you know, for instance, we mentioned that Huguenot Library is one of our uh, clients um, that uh, Dr. Lewis is, is teaching. We actually just got a referral from them to another library. Uh, for instance, um, that we're starting uh, soon. Um, we'll actually share the information publicly soon when our contract is signed uh, with them. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the same time, um, a lot of chess professionals uh, or wannabe chess professionals don't do enough getting themselves out there. Um, so I just wanted to make it, you know, kind of like a, you know, umbrella point a little bit that, uh, you know, look, if you're, you know, and, and I've actually had some people, you know, actually ask me, you know, hey, why do your chess coaches work under you rather than just go get their own like clients and, and go get like a little bit of a bigger margin? Well, some do. Right. Um, but for many, you know, they're not about getting out there. You know, we have a great, uh, you know, referral network. Wow. We have, you know, a lot more. Um, Olga Inglis is on our point, team. To you know, point so, about getting out there, I, I, I would definitely say, that I've been someone who gets out there and, and just, you know, playing this weekend, um, using, so I, I'm, I'm really big in social media. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm, 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 cro I'm crossed. I'm checking off a lot of people. And I also, the, the fact that so many of my best students that I've gotten came from Westfield, their parents watched me, how I, I was directing the, I was directing the beginner part of our, of our big, of our, of our, we had, we had over a hundred people. We were, we would get over around a hundred people on a typical Sunday. Wow. And I would, and I would get the lower quads, the beginners kids. And the, the and I love working with the kids and, and their parents would see that and they go, Oh, do, do you, do you teach? You know, I would get one and then, and one, one, one begat another and another, and then all of a sudden that's how, that's how it really grew. But the, the combination of, I was doing really well with the schools, although I got to tell, I got to say this, in person, maybe this, maybe I'll have to cut this far out. In person, um, compared to remote, you don't have to deal with the uh, discipline issues that you do in in person. There's mm. if, if no, it, you know, it's 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 interesting actually. Like it's one thing I've noticed. You know, teaching virtually, um, you know, look, it has this pros and cons. But one of the you know benefits actually of the kid is acting up mute. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I, I um actually one of my schools that um the the um the discipline was you know you have kids you have you have a you have a, you have a, a classroom full of nine and ten year olds and they're and, they, and they've just they've been they've been you know through a day of school and now they want to have fun playing chess and they're and they're and they're and they're acting silly and a lot of times they they're not really 
paying close attention. So I, I learned a lot. I, I, I learned a lot from those. I mean, I've been doing this, you know, like I said, I, I'm, it's six years now. The first four were totally in person. Uh, with very little remote, but they, the last two years have been super pro. Well, it's been like, obviously adapting productive. for yeah. everyone. Um, but you know, it's productive. been, you know, an amazing time, you know, obviously with Queen's Gambit. Uh, I was, of course, quoted by Dylan McLean in the New York Times about how our virtual classes went up 50% uh, during, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the time of the pandemic and, and Queen's Gambit. Uh, but um so yeah, and the, the Westfield Club is, uh, I think, actually fairly impressive. I um, may remember or not remember, I, I did play there a couple times years ago, um, just at something new. You know, I, I mainly played at the Marshall and the City and, and yeah, other we, places. We've but had, we've had, we're we're an we're an incubator for the great players of tomorrow. I'll give you like for instance, three or four years ago. Sorry, about, sorry about that. Can I? I got to talk to you later. Okay. Okay, bye. Um, sorry. Oh, good. We're continuing. <laughs> sorry, I should have turned my phone off. Um, but you know, getting getting back to like what I'm saying about the um, what was this? The, the best players of tomorrow. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, from we, the Westfield well, right, we right we I mean like so the top players in the quads they eventually graduate off of them. But give you enough for instance, Brandon Jacobson. Mm -hmm. he, he came out. He came out. He came from the lower quads. Came lower quads right through the top quads, and now he's grandmaster. And you know, we'll never see him at Westfield again. But he actually, <laughs> he actually did help us out for quite a bit. But we we have we have lots and lots of stories. And if you look at you look at so many of the so many of the masters, there's a team there's a team of um um you know there's a team of the their top three players, Tejas Rama, Dan Gersh, and David Zerbinski are all hmm. are all kids who came who came awesome. right up who came right up through the Westfield. And Brandon, of course, is a great player. Um, I lost actually uh, to him a uh, few months ago at, in the U.S. Open. Also came right through, and we continue to do that. And and people just, I mean, so that that's been a tremendous conduit. And I, and I actually, I'm, I'm, we, we finally opened after two years of being closed. We closed March eighth, two thousand twenty, and we just reopened and and. Um, and we, we we're doing a very limited scale where you know very masks and all the you know vaccination, you know we have very very serious um, you know a, a very, very so one thing I you know would would actually ask you about is you know you had ninety plus players sometimes more many many different quads, um, a lot of people want to run tournaments uh, but don't have that much success you know getting too many people there so. Uh, well, what, what what is directing there, you know, been like, and and why would you say that uh, what, you know, you've gotten so many people? What are we what are we doing right? That, yeah. that other people. You know, what, know what should new I, tournament organizers, you know, consider uh, from from the Westfield Club? Um, you got to consider that. I mean, you're not gonna. It's it's not it's not that lucrative. You're 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 doing it for the love of chess. Um, you've got to have a price point that that makes people think they're getting something but right right now people people were so they were so happy to see us that they were <laughs> you know we, we finally went to i mean we finally went to a paypal model where mm. we, we were we used to just take per, we, our older tre, our treasurer who hasn't come back from you know he's he just decided it was he had enough so we we decided to go paypal total paypal model which makes it a lot easier um we we 
you know, we um, we have a good we have a good product. We we um, people people love to play there, and they feel like they have a it, the conditions are. I mean, some people complain about the conditions a little too noisy. And people stuff. are always going to complain. We're in a YMCA, you know. I mean, it's that's that's what it is, you know. But um, it's you know, again, I'm the the real the real man. There is a guy named John Moldovan who 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 I'm I'm basically step. I'm I'm basically letting him you know letting him do all the do all the hard work. But I'm there as a uh, I check the people as they come in. I'm a liaison. I, I and I also. We've all, it's only we've only been back two weeks, so right, right. I can't say, you know. But it's it's exciting, um, you know, that to have this extra avenue. But um, it 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 greatly augments what I do remotely, though. It, the the two work really very well hand in hand. That's great. Yeah, John and you and John obviously and team, you know, do do a great job there. So um you know props yeah. to you so we've been bringing in we've been bringing in some young strong players like alex who is mm. that the, the kid you met earlier right pictures he's he's like a 2170 he's 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 another one who came right up the right up the ladder at westfield and and it they, it's just you know evan you know this as being a great teacher that you are if the way to get better at chess is you got to play a lot and you have to have your games reviewed by someone better than you and you know who who can explain to you what you did wrong? That's what it is. You you have to have. I, I can tell you the people who don't improve are the ones who are playing way too much and don't and don't review their games and they mm. go, oh, I know what I did wrong. They don't know what they did wrong because if they did, they they wouldn't wouldn't be doing the same thing wrong all over again. So yeah, you raised uh, you know an incredible point there, and you you know actually helped me a little bit because you kind of you know basically answered my next question, so I don't really need to answer it, but. Um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, what, what is like your top tip for, for just improvement and game analysis is incredibly important. Um, one thing that I tell students all the time actually is relatively, I've read very few chess books in my life. Uh, you know, I read like under five cover to cover, but I played 950 tournaments and went over all my games. Um, and one of my you know biggest regrets actually that grandmaster Lena Dudasen, who of course is here. Uh, this tournament, mm -hmm. um, he's, uh, you know, my coach, um, you know, used to like just kind of get annoyed at me about once in a while was I was playing so much where it was like, Evan, like, why are you playing another like a third tournament this week right, when like right, you didn't right, go over your game right, from right, right, right. last week? Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll be honest, I'm like a little embarrassed right now that like I played on Mr. Team South two weeks ago. And I haven't been over all my games from there. And I got tied up with, yeah. with work and other stuff. Yeah. And, um, well, but, you know, at the same time, that's not an excuse. Right. So I'm just, you know, for, for my own uh, improvement uh, and accountability, you know, talking about this very publicly, right? Like on a, on a podcast episode. Well, if I may, if I may add something like you and I are, are, are very similar in that, that we are trying to, we're trying to, improve ourselves but in in this with within the um within the realm of teaching and and it and if you're if you're going over a lot of beginners games like like i'm like oh like so i i have to know all the epon openings even though i don't play i don't play it with white but but that, it's still like no i would not tell I, I i i mean i don't i don't tell kids i tell them play what you want mm. play what you want with white I'll, I'll teach you whatever you whatever you do and so I've become, 
you know, I, I, I have one more, I have one more chance to have black in the tournament. I hope I get to, I, I, I've, I've, I've actually switched to become a Scandinavian player with black. I've decided to, uh, to ditch the Sicilian for now, at least <laughs> try see how it works out because I really like the end games you get out of there. And, um, I feel yeah, like well, I've, I've been a, a Scandinavian player in, in, in the past. So, um, so anyway, David, I, I really wanted to thank you for, you know, taking sure. some time, uh, you know, pleasure. here in, in, in Persephone it's to a, it's, it's really uh, come cool. on. Uh, Persephone, honestly, is, uh, you know, look, I people get like surprised when I've been like, yeah, like the last like 13 out of 16 years, you know, every year I come to, uh, actually, sorry, it's longer, it's you know, 18 years. It's a pilgrimage. It's a, it's a pilgrimage. You see that, you see that, you see the wall chart. There's what, you know, there's Virginia people, there's, there's Maryland people, there's Massachusetts. All over people. the Northeast and, and beyond. And, and, uh, my, and, and by the way, I mean, look, just if you look at my team, right. Uh, board one, uh, we have Bob Holloman, who actually flew in from Minnesota. Right. Uh, board two, I traveled, okay, not that far from New York. Uh, board three, uh, we have uh, David Phelps, who came from Rochester. Uh, and Shelby Warman actually flew the, the furthest. Uh, he's, of course, the podcast I know, guest. I know, I know Shelby. Um, director at American Chess Club, but he flew in from LA. So it really is a, a pilgrimage. He brings um, these beautiful chess sets with him. And yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, actually, in our background, even there are yeah. uh, some some customized sets that I've gotten from him. But look, year after year, I love coming back uh, in you, 2000. You know, you know, you probably know the history of this tournament. It was the brainchild of a guy from Westfield named Dennis Barry, who actually the first the first uh, U.S. team tournament was played in the Westfield YMCA. Wow. Where we do our son. It was a really small tournament. But they realized they had come upon something great, and they moved it to Atlantic City, the Shelbourne Hotel, the following couple of years. And eventually, they they it it became, Somerset. They, well, like. it was in Somerset for a while. They 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 it was in Philly for uh, it was in Cherry Hill for a year or two. Uh, the, the the famous the famous blizzard of '79. <laughs> but, Amazing. But now, um, so yeah, I my friend Scott and and teacher, he, you know. This is let's see. It started in 1975, so we're we're at like the uh, I think it was 75. And I know Steve Doyle actually just mentioned yesterday that he's been personally running it for 40 years now. Yeah, so. Steve Steve Doyle is the one that's kept this thing going, and um, you know, but we we had a you know you, you probably saw the immemorium that in the in the thing about Glenn Peterson, somebody who had so much to do with this. John um, Belito, it's got uh, Carol yeah, Jarecki. Carol Jarecki, all these people. They're and, not uh, it's Glenn Peterson. Glenn, right? Glenn Peterson yeah. was the former editor of Chess Life for about 15 years. Wow. And he started, a, he started a thing called Atlanta Chess News, him and Pete Tamburo. And, you know, I saw Pete today. It was just wonderful to see him. I, this is what I do. I love to, I love to see these people. You, you and, it, and it just, it's so melancholy to think about that Glenn's not, we're never going to see Glenn anymore. You know, it's just sad, but. Well, their, but, their legacy will, will continue, yeah. you know, as we're here. Um, but yeah, look, and I want to say, look, every year, um, you know, I have like a different type of team, you know, in 2007, I did win the tournament. Uh, one of my highlights of my chess career so you, far, on the winning team, um, you know, with Beavis and Buttvinnick. <laughs> oh, Beavis, that was your uh, team. Oh, wow. Board one was Fide Master James Critelli. Board two was National Master Evan Tertel. I was board three. Uh, Nick Panico was board four. And National Master Alan Cantor was an alternate. 
Um, but, uh, you know, look, every, every year it's, uh, you know, just amazing. And I, you know, do, uh, you know, look that forward clock, to that, uh, that, that chess clock has a prominent place on your mantle. That is true. That, that it's, I mean, you, you come here, you come here and you, and you spend hour and hour and you, you see, you see some great grandmasters, you know, and, um, they're just here for, um, just to, to try to have some fun, you know, um, a couple of years ago, two years ago, um, um, the uh, the youngest GM Abinadi, right. um, Mishra, 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 was playing a game against Jay Bonin, and uh, it was a very, it was a huge, a huge amount of people were standing around because it was a Bishop Knight end game, and and the and the and the ten year old, he just, I said, wow, this kid's amazing. He just outplayed the great Iron Man in, a, in who is as good in the endings as anybody, you know. And he just outplayed the bone. Jay Bonin, of course, is a a podcast guest uh, of the show. Um, And uh, and Jay, by the way, not not here this weekend, unfortunately. Yes, is a gladiator. And uh, may he have a, you know, Rafael Shalema. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. No, my my sincere pleasure. So just to, you know, kind of summarize, it was great, you know, talking about uh, yearly joy at the Amateur Team East, Mm -hmm. uh, your friendship with our 180th podcast guest, uh, Dr. Richard Lewis, teaching online using lead chess, uh, benefits of chess uh, as a programmer, uh, some of your favorite openings, coaching at the Maccabiah Games in Israel, the importance of networking and social media, uh, your time directing at the Westfield Chess Club, uh, the importance of game analysis, uh, and much more. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add while you're on the well, podcast? Yeah, just one more thing. I mean, uh, you talk about um, um, in um, on March 6th, which is coming up really soon, I will be directing about 250 to 300 people in Melbourne. Oh, wow. in Melbourne. It's called the um, MEF, Melbourne Educational Foundation um, STEM. It's STEM week. Hmm. And we're doing a um, we're doing two sections. Um, it's like uh it's something like we, we, we have prizes. We have like Amazon gift cards and things like that, but um, we make, we made a, uh, we made like four or $5,000 last year for the, for the foundation. And, wow. Amazing. And uh, it was, it was a great thing. And and the, the thing is though, and I hate to say this, but, but I just use Lee chess Swiss, Swiss or, and all I, all I do is just, just hit, hit the um, say, start the next round one minute after the last one. Yeah. Ends, and I basically sat back and just watched Amazing. I didn't have to do anything. Amazing. <laughs> so that's the future. But well, well send, send us the information. We'd definitely love to, you know, spread along. We look love uh chess as a vehicle to yeah. get back. Um, you know, yeah. we, we do that. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna follow your career very, you know. I'm gonna I'm, I'm you know, like like I said, you know, you, you've done so much for me, you know. Um, and um, you know, you're you just um, I love your energy and, and and I love what you're doing. It's it's great. You you just growing chess and you're gonna be one of the real. You're already one of the really big names and people know people are starting to know you all over the place <laughs> for, the right for the right reasons because you know you're making it happen. Well, well, thank you. I mean, I you premier, know premier is you, know, <laughs> you chose the right name because you are premier. You know you you're, 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 you're the best. You're, you're really you're doing it and um you know. Uh, your model is your, your your business model is is spot on. It's it's really a, 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 a meant for success. It's it's the way to do it. Really appreciate it. Um, and uh, that actually reminds me of one more thing that I, I did want to actually mention 
Um, I actually connected David uh, last year with uh, Phil Rosenberg, who's actually our director of virtual school programs. Um, but outside of working for Premier Chess, he the actually method. Uh, founded uh, Effective Chess. Um, so myself and David and many other uh, great chess coaches uh, actually recorded uh, some uh, chess videos. Um, there's, you know, Grandmaster Alex Lenderman, uh, you know, did videos, uh, for instance. Uh, Grandmaster Sam Shanklin actually did uh, videos. Uh, so, yeah, definitely is, check it out. Effective Jason, chess. Is Jason Ciano this weekend? Uh, Jason Ciano is not here, um, but yeah, Jason's obviously a great guy. He's Brian also Karen, a podcast Brian, guest. Brian Karen is not here either. I don't think I've seen, I would have seen him, but yeah, this is, um, this, you know, this is still, this is the way back. I mean, at least it's better than last year. It's, it, we're doing it, you know, and next year it'll be back to the 325, but but uh, it's, it's a work in progress, but uh, you know, look, it's just go great. And, and I will say, look, I played the amateur team, uh, South actually two weeks ago uh, with Troy Daly, Alan Cantor, who of course has been on the podcast and another it's podcast very guest, small, very small uh, Jim Matchuller. Really small um, tournament. It was like you were like eighth rank. You were like yeah. Eighth rank. I mean, we we were like a twenty-one, yeah, it was like a twenty little, team. Yeah. You know, we were one of the top teams. We actually, you know, finished in like fourth place with three and a half out of five. Did you ever find a first four? Um, we, we did, we had, uh, Troy Daly actually, uh, as, as a first board. So, um, yeah, you know, look, it was a great time. But... Steve, but you didn't want to go to, where was it in Palm beach or something? Like that? Yeah. Exactly. You, didn't, you didn't want to go, you don't want to go cross state. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, it, 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 it was great. Um, don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot smaller. So, um, lastly, David, if anyone wants to, you know, reach you, learn more about the Westfield club, this upcoming um, fundraiser, you have I, anything. I, my website is www.lasmanchess l-a-z-m-a-n-c-h-e-s-s dot com um, my, my nickname is a Hebrew word you know, yeah. <laughs> I love it <laughs> I love it I love it well thank you so much for your time I definitely look forward to being in touch and uh, have a great uh, rest of the tournament here do we, get, do we do, do we a handshake or something? do a little handshake people on the podcast itself don't uh, see that but uh yes thank you everyone and uh look forward to uh our next uh weekly uh episode uh actually just to give you a little bit of a preview uh we'll be recording that uh next wednesday at 12 o'clock and that's going to be actually a really exciting episode uh if you go to twitch.tv slash premier chess uh, Wednesday at 12 p.m. or weekly time, you'll be able to ask some questions live. And that's going to be actually with Grandmaster Joel Benjamin, multi-time uh, oh, wow. U.S. Now, champion. Now, now that's, um, that's a real and, and Harold Scott. Now, uh, there's, a le- there's a legend. And, and, I, <laughs> and I know Joel And I knew Joel when he was like a little seven-year-old kid. You know, that's how old I am. He was, now, Joel was, uh, he was a little kid when he, had, when he had a full head of hair, a long, long, floppy hair. And, uh, he was, you, you knew he was going to be something special. He was, he was, uh, he was an expert by like nine years old or something like that. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. They actually recently released a book, uh, Winning with the World Open. They actually had a book I signing know, here uh, yesterday. And uh, definitely look forward to that interview. So stay posted. And thank you for your time, David. Thank you so much. Thank you.